You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Now the Adhan is truly a wonderful ritual. First of all, when you examine the content of the Adhan, it summarizes all the beautiful core teachings of Islam. Allah is greater. Many people mistranslate this phrase. Allahu Akbar doesn't mean God is greatest. The hadith elaborates. Allahu Akbar means God is greater. Greater than what? It's been omitted. Allahu Akbar from what? In Arabic and in many languages, when you make a statement like that and then you delete the object, what meaning does it give? It gives you the most general meaning. When you say God is greater and you don't say then what? That means He's greater than anything you can even imagine. That's the power of this beautiful statement. God is greater than anything imaginable, anything conceivable. Nothing is to be compared to Him. So we see that the phrase, the Adhan starts with, re, with the reinforcement of this beautiful core value that we have. Then you bear witness that there's no God but Allah. Then you make a reference to the Holy Prophet Then the representative after the Prophet. Then the call to prayer which is the pillar of our faith. It's a beautiful ritual that we have and even the sound of it is soothing. Subhanallah. It's so beautiful. Many non-Muslims attest to that. Go and research online. Many non-Muslims, even those who have not converted to the religion of Islam, they love the sound of the Adhan. They say it interacts with their soul. There's something special about this call to prayer. And by the way, I know a number of non-Muslims who converted to Islam because of the Adhan. The Adhan was so captivating to them, they became so interested in Islam that they embraced the religion of Islam. A number of them, you can, some of them are even famous individuals. Yeah, yeah, my friend, um, she was in um, Saudi Arabia, she was a, she was a non-Muslim? Non-Muslim? Yeah. Family, and the Adhan came, and she said to her family, you know, everybody just keep quiet and listen to that. Subhanallah. That's the first time she entered that. She said, wow, what's this? And she converted. She came back to America, researched um, about Islam, and then Google, there's only one Shia mosque in all of Wisconsin, and that came up first rather than there's so many Sunni mosques. Subhanallah. And she came to Darul Hikmah in Milwaukee. That's amazing. There was a video clip about that too. About this specific person? Interesting, mashallah. See how Allah, subhanallah. See, Allah guided her through the simple adhan. So we see that the adhan is a daily invitation to stop. Stop your distractions, stop your worldly matters and go and focus on your creator, the one who made you, the one whom you're going to return to. And so the Adhan is miraculous in every aspect of it, in its content, in its form, and even in the way that it is uh, pronounced. And it also brings barakah to our homes.
How many of you make the adhan in your house? Not just the iqamah, but the adhan itself. We have a hadith from the Imams of Ahlul Bayt, peace be upon them, that first of all, reciting the adhan in your house protects you from demons, from demons and the devils. That protects you from that. We also have a hadith that say those who have difficulty having children, if they say the adhan in their homes, Allah will grant them a progeny. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant them children. And the ahadith also mention that the adhan in your house will improve your mood. So anyone who has an issue with their attitude or their mood, their akhlaq, the adhan actually improves one's akhlaq and mood. So it has a lot of benefits. By the way, the adhan is not mandatory. It's mustahab, highly mustahab. It's not mandatory. So if someone prays without the adhan, their prayer is valid. The iqamah is even more recommended than the adhan. So it's a highly mustahab ritual, but it's not wajib. So you can say iqamah when you're doing the furadah or the jama'ah only? No, you say the iqamah when you're praying furadah as well. Before each salah, see the adhan is for both. If you're praying dhuhr and asr together, you say one adhan. But the iqamah is for each salah. And even if you're praying uh, individually, you do say the iqamah. The iqamah is so important, some previous maraja believed it was wajib. But maraja today say no, it's highly recommended. The iqamah is the shorter version of the adhan, where you don't repeat some of the phrases twice. So in the adhan, for example, you say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, four times. In the iqamah, you just say it twice, for instance. Yes, first the adhan is recited. Then right before you pray, you say the iqamah. And after you say the iqamah, don't speak, don't do anything. Directly start your salah because it's as if you've entered your salah. So it's highly recommended. And when a newborn is born, it's highly recommended to say the adhan in the right ear and say the iqamah in the left ear. That has lifelong blessings for this baby, for this child. Yes. Qatqamat al-salah is in the iqamah, not the adhan. Because qatqamat al-salah means the prayer is now going to be observed. It's being established. Whereas in the adhan, it's a call to prayer to get the people ready. So yeah, that's a part of the iqamah, not part of the adhan. No, they were revealed together. Um, so iqamah is basically an extension of the adhan. It's a type of adhan. We can call it a type of the adhan. The Prophet would observe the iqamah. It's highly, highly mustahab. And by the way, not just the Shia believe in the Iqamah, the Sunnis have the Iqamah. They have a shorter version, shorter, shorter version. Um, but even Jibra'il, by the way, the hadith that says uh, that he made the call to prayer, he did it mathna, mathna. He said it twice. So even Jibra'il, when he called the uh, angels and the prophets to pray with the prophet, he said it twice.